Um, well, g'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Drones for Good podcast. Um, by now, you know me, Andrew Crow um, from Murrigan uh, Raz Consulting here in Brizzy. Um, hope everyone's kicking along and, and going all right with COVID. I know that half the country's in lockdown and uh, we're in various stages of lockdown and um, we keep thinking about our mates down in Sydney and, and hopefully we get on top of this stuff and, and people can get back out and, and back into the community and having a good time. But on a more positive note, let's talk about some cool stuff. And, and today, as a bit of a closet nerd and a, and a bit of a closet aviation fan, um, this is something that, that's high up on my interest list, which is going to be talking about um, FPV, uh, which we're going to talk about what the hell that is, and uh, the X-Class Championships, which is a larger type of drone racing. Uh, today, I'm really pleased to have Zach Martin-Taylor here. Zach, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. Ticking along. And you're, uh, you're up in Townsville, aren't you? Yeah, I'm up in uh, in Townsville, um, just near uh, yeah, just Cairns and, and all that. So yeah, and uh, you guys are fairly COVID free, so it must be mustn't be too bad up there for you guys at the moment. Yeah, no, we've been we've been extremely lucky. Uh, you know, we've had a couple of little little micro lockdowns and that kind of thing, but definitely aren't uh, aren't feeling as hurt as sort of the southern estates. So we're we're you know counting our blessings. Yeah, perfect. Hey, let's um let's talk about drone racing um more broadly, which is what we're here to talk about today, and. Um, I guess for full disclosure, um, Zach, we, we met each other about four or so years ago um, at the time, and we're going to talk about your background at the time. You were in Army. Uh, we met down in sunny Sydney uh, at Vic Barracks, and we were both part of the, mil- the military international drone racing comp, bit of a brainchild of, um, of Kieran Joyce, who, who some of our listeners yeah. know. Um, and that's where we, we met a few years back. But um, let's get into a bit of your background, I guess, to begin with. So um, as I sort of mentioned or alluded to, um, you've got an army background. What what is your background, and how the hell did you get into you know drone racing? Yeah, no. So uh, so I joined the army straight out of high school. Like it was one of my things that I like. I was obsessed uh, with joining the army, um, and I did, I did army cadets for like you know six years or so, and and that kind of thing. So I had a passion um, for that. And as soon as I uh, as soon, pretty much the day I turned sixteen, six months on the fourth of December, I applied to join the army, um, and then got accepted and everything like that um and wanted to uh join engineers so i ended up uh getting accepted into combat engineers and joined um on the 28th of february 2011 um from western australia and, and obviously went through kapuka and all that kind of stuff and um then posted to townsville um to 3cr um at laverack barracks there i um was at laverack for you know at 3cr for um you know number of years up until about 2015 um on exercise i was like acting section commander at the time i fell into a weapons pit at like three o'clock in the morning um because we we didn't have mbgs (laughs) no and i uh i pushed my femur through my medial meniscus and and fractured my 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 tibia and fibula and my femur and um i pretty much destroyed both my knees uh because we were i was carrying a, a lot of stuff and that um and it uh it sort of put me on the back burner um with with surgeries and that kind of stuff for that year so I essentially got a bit injured, um, got better, went went on sub four, um, sub four corporal and that kind of stuff. And then uh, had the opportunity to post down to Newcastle. I sort of, uh, you know, you spend, uh, spend a lot of years um, in one place, you make some great friends, but you definitely, when you move from that place, you, you know, you lose your friend group. So I posted down to um, eight engineer regiment in Newcastle as uh, the units recruiting uh, liaison officer, um, dealing with the new march-ins and, and getting them sent to Kapuka and teaching them how to iron uniforms and that kind of thing. So it was fairly low drag, but it taught me a lot about, uh, you know, being a manager and that kind of stuff. But while I was there, I definitely lost uh, my friends, friends group and that. And 
I, you know, we would deal, you know, the other, the other people I was working with were all warrant officers. Um, and you know, I, I didn't really want to hang with those guys on the weekend, nothing against them. <laughs> I just, I just, um, didn't want to really, uh, to hang out with them. Uh, so I, uh, was sort of in this bit of a slump and, and that kind of thing. And while I was there, I re-injured my knees, um, as well. So I was, you know, not feeling the greatest. Uh, and I've, I saw a video on YouTube, um, or it might've been Facebook at the time about drone racing in America. Um, and I was like, that is, that looks cool. Like that is something, um, you know, and I've always had that, you know, electronic backgrounds where I've always liked to tinker with things and, and build stuff. And I found out that you can build them and, and all that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I wonder if, you know, if drone racing exists in Australia. And so I, um, punched it into, into Google and lo and behold, there was like the 17 clubs around Australia. And, um, I, you know, I went and bought my first drone and practiced flying, uh, you know, crashing really, um, <laughs> but, you know, practicing and, and then, uh, and that kind of thing. And, uh, went and did and started my first race, um, you know, joined my first race and all that kind of stuff at, uh, Newcastle, um, at the Newcastle club. And, uh, that was around 2017. I, um, I did all that, um, and loved it. I, uh, instantly fell in love with it. And then I found out I was posting back to Townsville in 2018 and, um, I, you know, put the feelers out in, um, in Townsville, there was no drone racing club. There was some people flying, but there was really, you know, no active, you know, proper community. Um, so I asked some people up here before I even posted, like, "Hey, is anyone keen on starting an actual mm-hmm. um, drone racing club?" And um, there was a couple of guys that were keen, and and that's how we started uh, Townsville FPVR, so Townsville First Person View Racing. Uh, look us up on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so we started that club up, and uh, we've been racing and and, and holding events um, ever since then with the five-inch drones. Um, and we've been doing that. And while we were there, um, you know, in the first couple of months of uh, Townsville FPVR, we sort of struggled with equipment. And um, we, uh, you know, people would practice throughout the week and we'd have a race event on, say, the Saturday. People would break stuff on the Friday. And the closest store to us was uh, like Brisbane. So stuff wasn't going to get to us. Um, so I essentially uh, went to all the hobby shops in Townsville and said, look, we, you know, this is, a, this is an FPV drone. Would you be interested in stocking parts? Um, you know, there's a community. There's about 20 guys up here um, that are keen. Um, you know, and would definitely buy stuff for you instead of um, that kind of thing. Uh, they said there was no profit in uh, that. Mm. The, there was no need for it and everything like that. Um, I said, well, stuff this. I'll I'll do it myself. Um, so while I was on a uh, BMS course in the, during one of the breaks, Rising Sun FPV was formed. Uh, the ABM was made and Soul Trader and everything like that. Um, and in the space of uh, like three days, I sort of started this business up while I was still um, in defense and, and got the approvals and everything like that from uh, my, my CEO at the time and went through that. And um, on the 18th of April, 2018, I started Rising Sun FPV. So I'd only been flying for like four months, five months and started <laughs> started a business and started a drone racing club and, and that kind of thing. But I had a real passion for it. Um, so, you know, and I think two weeks ago, we've just, Transformed from a from a sole trader into we're now Rising Solace uh, PTY Limited and, and we're going into a company and we're moving into a shop front soon and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, with uh, I essentially medically discharged from the army um, in 2019. Um, I just my just my knees just could not get any better. There was no more surgeries that were going to be able to doing that. But I left at a time when uh, we I really started doing some cool stuff with uh, 3CR and and we started you know designing drones that could. Know, be used you know by engineers as multi-role purpose stuff 
so I was sad to uh, to leave and, and that kind of stuff and starting 3D printing up four three brigades so we could print out mud, mo- uh, mud model kits and mine markers and, and UXOs and that kind of stuff for training. So I left at a time that could have really done some great things. Um, but we've continued doing that with uh, Rising Sun FPV now. So yeah, cool. And it's um it's interesting to think that the, you know the army has got a drone racing team. Um, were you part of that inaugural army sort of drone racing team that stood up? Yeah. So while I was in uh, in uh, in Newcastle in, uh, in 2017, I, I saw there was a couple of uh, adverts um, in the army rag, um, and I instantly was like, "Yep, yeah, that's that sounds awesome." Um, I used to do rugby uh, as a sport, um, and then uh, triathlon as well for uh, army. And uh, I just couldn't do that anymore. I, I tried, and it just uh, I just kept on injuring myself. So, being yeah. able to do a sport and still, you know, meet up on a Thursday, um, you know, go fly and that kind of stuff was, was awesome. I, uh, I I put in the application, and and I, I couldn't make the first um, drone racing uh, nationals with the army. Um, I, I had prior commitments, but then uh, the next year, um, in 2018, I, I had my first sort of uh, big run with them at the Aussie Open uh, in 2018. Um, which was a uh, which was an awesome experience there, and then um, essentially during that time, I think around um, sort of April of 2018, um, or just after, uh, Thomas Gash, who was the current um, the current captain of the team, um, his university commitments have uh, picked up. So then uh, I was selected, or I put up my hand at the same time to uh, take on the captain role. Uh, not knowing how much work was involved, uh, <laughs> uh, but I loved. Uh, I learned of a lot and got to meet of a lot of people like yourself and a whole lot of companies and got exposed to a lot of things uh, doing that. But uh, yeah, the Army Drone Racing Team is definitely it's come a long way since 2017, and um, you know, seeing the videos that they put out, which, you know, the the, re- the most recent video with the the Land 400 down in Pucker, uh, you know, they're they're doing some awesome things now, and it's it's great to see that. That's where it started to where it is now. And I've, um, I agree with you, and, and, and I've seen a bunch of the videos that particularly Kieran Joyce puts out on LinkedIn and um, across the Army Drone Racing Team um, socials, and I'd, I'd recommend and uh, recommend anybody that's interested to get across and have a look at those because they're, uh, they're, they're pretty impressive. And I think what's most impressive, and, and you alluded to it before, is that, um, you know, a lot of us come from a real sporting background, you know, team sporting kind of background, and, and due to either getting older or getting injured or getting, you know, other things going on, we need to find new sports. And something that I've been really impressed with uh, drone racing is just and we'll talk about drone racing in a second but um the, the whole scene is it's quite inclusive have, have you sort of found that you know it's, it doesn't matter how fast you can run or, or whether you can walk you know it's quite an inclusive sport and brings people together from diverse backgrounds absolutely like um like at our at our civilian club here in, in townsville we actually have uh two guys in wheelchairs that um come to race days and race uh and if they do crash we've got heaps of dudes that will go yep i'll go get the quad uh, <laughs> or, you know and um you know it's anyone can anyone can do the sport um you know from from a, a rookie all the way up into like professional leagues such as like you know your drone drone champions league or you know uh drl and, and that kind of thing you can do um that it's uh you, you know we've got i've seen kids as young as five that are kicking butt you know, with dudes that have been flying for five years, and you know, the, <laughs> you know, the, it's uh, it's it's a crazy sport to be a part of, and it's constantly evolving and moving forward. And I remember um, when we were together at the military international drone racing competition, which must have been two thousand and eighteen time frame, and um, yeah. it, it brought a bunch of militaries together. It brought, I think, there was Malaysians, there was um, 
There was Canadians, um, yep. you know, they all came into Vic Barracks. We flew in front of a historic, you know, building at Vic Barracks there. And there yep. was also the the civilian dude, Thomas, someone I think his name was, wasn't it? Really unassuming. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tom, uh, Thomas yeah. Bitmata, yeah. So Tom, uh, Tom's still kicking butt. Uh, he's still he's still whooping <laughs> everyone. Uh, Tom, Tom's like uh, three-time world champion and like a, I think he's like a four-time Australian champion, uh, super fast uh he's uh i think he's in, he's in his 1920s now so he was he would have been about 17 when oh, i thought he was, he was like uh, 17 yeah. yeah so i mean he was supported by his dad and, and it was one of those things that drone racing is uh it's one of those things that you can have sort of like a support staff or a, a little bit of a pit crew so you do see that um you know the father and son um sort of duo that you know it's um it's one of those things that you know the dad's charging the batteries or he's the one who's building the drones because he loves doing it and then you've got the son flying and, and absolutely uh winning just it's, it's ripping around that track um so we've talked a lot about drone racing already but but can you give us yeah. the, the 60 second overview like what is drone racing what are we actually talking about sorry the uh it just cut out Sorry, um, I just said, so we've been talking about drone racing, but what is drone racing? What, what are we actually talking about? Can you give our listeners a bit of an insight into what, what, what this sport is? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the drone racing is, uh, obviously, you've got uh, the camera on the drone um, that transmits the image to a set of FPV goggles, so first-person view goggles um, that you wear. So obviously, the drone's controlled sort of like any or, or not like normal sort of, uh, sort of drone, um, except for it doesn't have a GPS and uh, pretty much every input that you're doing, you're controlling that drone. So if you're not, um, you know, if you're in a hover and you're not um, careful with it, you know, obviously you're going to crash. Um, so it does take a little bit of experience. Uh, the drones are self-made. You can, you know, there's people out there that will want to design their own frame um, and, and that kind of thing. The drone racing itself is, uh, it consists of racing around a track and the track is generally with gates and flags. Um, and a timing system that picks up on the, the video transmitter si uh, signal or sorry, frequency. Um, so we use uh, the fat shark band. Um, so, you know, F1 and, and all the way up to like F F7, um, it will pick up and that's how you do your times. And we normally have about four drones up in the air, but we can have, uh, I think about eight drones up in the air if we, if we separate the channels um, using the uh, channel bandwidth there. Yeah. And then is it just, um, is it like motorsport where first past the post wins or is there other types of um, competitions as well? There's uh, there's a couple of different ones. Like uh, in America, they've got, uh, I, think, I think they call it mayhem, which is dusk till dawn. It's like a, it's like a um, endurance sort of race where they have big teams, okay. I think uh, six or seven dudes. And they're, it's like NASCAR. They're just constantly doing laps. And it's like a lap, who can do, the, what team can do the most laps? Um you know, where you can run relay sort of racing, so you can have drones sitting on the start line. Uh, one drone goes through, and then as soon as the um, you know, your teammate goes through, then you can flip uh, the video switch, and then the next one can go. You know, you've got your time trials, or you've got your standard first one through the gate is the winner, um, and that's that's generally sort of the one that we run here in Townsville is that you know the first one through the gate is the winner. Um, X class, it's a little bit different though, yeah. And we'll talk X class in a second because I'm I'm particularly excited about what's coming up um, later this month too. Um, the last question about drone racing I want to ask though. So when I think of drones, I think of DJI and other other drones, and they cost you know fifteen hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Is is drone racing expensive to get into, or or is there entry level drones you can use to just get a feel for it and have a crack? The the entry level drones, I definitely recommend uh, to people that if if you do want to you know 
test it out and see if drone racing is for you. And I mean, there are people that their bodies don't agree with it just due to motion sickness. So <laughs> what we uh, what we what what we um, do up here is we uh, we try and sell people the controllers first. Um, a controller cost is you know anywhere from a hundred dollars to about two hundred dollars, two hundred and eighty dollars, depending on you know the quality that you want to get. You can then uh, on Steam. Uh, which is the you know the, the the game program kind of thing, uh, or you can jump onto Team Black Sheep and download Velocidrone. You can download these uh, FPV drone racing simulators, and they have tracks in there. So, for example, in the upcoming event, that's where the track is, so people can practice it. But oh, you right. can you can practice flying, uh, and you can you know if you do crash, you hit R, you reset, you're back on the ground. Nothing. <laughs> Yes, and and that's the thing is, and then if you decide if it's not for you, it's going to be easier to sell that controller on than a drone. Um, and that's the thing that we try and tell people, and and that kind of thing is, you know, go for the controller first. So really, to enter the sport, it's around two hundred and eighty dollars. The thing that also exists is the virtual uh, drone racing. So you don't actually have to own a drone to compete in drone racing. There are competitions that are solely just online. Um, so you're still using a, your your actual drone racing controller. Um, but you're competing in a virtual competition um, and there's prizes up for grabs, prize money and, and that kind of thing as well. So you don't even have to leave your house to to race it. Um, and that became really evident, uh, especially during the lockdowns in COVID. Um, yeah. Like last year, there was a, a major competition um, called IO in America uh, and that essentially had to be cancelled and it moved to a virtual IO. And, you know, you had 500 to 700 people uh, competing online now. So... Yeah, That's unreal. if you if you do want to still get a drone, um, the, the the biggest one that we sort of recommend is is a little. It's called the Tiny Hawk Two. It's about three hundred nineteen dollars. Comes with two batteries, a charger, uh, the controller, the goggles, and the drone itself. Um, awesome for flying inside, uh, and you can still fly it in the park. Um, it's small enough that it can take a lot of hits, um, and we we do um, we do sell them to a lot of schools um, because they can uh, can do it. And uh, I know that the Army drone racing team use them a lot as well. Uh, for the for expos, so they're they're cheap and they're they're affordable, and um, they're not going to break the bank. So about five hundred bucks, and, and you're in and, and off and flying. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, well, today um, we we want to talk about um, X class. So, uh, and given we've got an activity coming up, we've got a championship coming up called the X class championships. Um, yep. Before we talk about the championships, let's talk about X class. So, so what is it, and how does it differ from those little five inch kind of drones? Yeah, so X-Class stands for experimental class. Um, essentially, we're making stupid big things fly extremely fast uh, and we're using electronics and uh, that aren't designed to be used in racing and we're, you know, we're, we're constantly experimenting and playing with these things to, to get them to do what they can do. The drones themselves, um, they're about one meter by one meter in size. Um, they go about 200 kilometers an hour um, around the track Um they are powered by a 12S uh, LiPo, so about 50 volts, um, and they absolutely scream around the track. Uh, they sound like a TIE fighter and a Velociraptor when they're uh, flying. <laughs> they're, uh, they're crazy They're crazy loud, um, and they're big, and they're, they're bright, and they're colorful. Um, the X-Class drones are the same principles as a 5-inch drone, so they've still got the same components as you know your electronic speed controllers and flight controllers and all that kind of thing. Um, the frames are just bigger and the motors are bigger. Um, you know, your propellers are bigger. The flight controllers that we're using on an X-Class is the exact same flight controller that we're using on a five-inch drone. 
Uh, same as the camera, you know, you're using a tiny little camera that, you know, fits in the palm of your hand uh, that goes into a little five-inch drone. Um, it goes into an X-Class. So it looks a little bit weird sometimes with these tiny little cameras and these huge propellers. Um, but yeah. Um, so, so you're really pushing the, the laws of aviation, the laws of physics, I'm guessing, by, by putting these up in the air. Uh, yeah, definitely. I've, uh, in the last, I think, two events, I've, uh, I've melted my drone in the air. I've been pulling about <laughs> nine, 990 amps um, to the point where I'm desoldering connectors and, uh, and that off my actual drone. And it keeps on crashing because the connectors just keep on melting off um, and, and the solder's like splattering everywhere. So, you know, and this is the thing is we're pushing to the next extreme, um, you know, with the X-Class. So instead of, you know, getting like, why isn't this working? You sit down and you go, okay, what, what can I do better with this? So, you know, what solder am I using? Uh, why is it, why is it melting? Um, you know, why is it fa failing? And, you know, you use beefier, you know, you look at uh, connectors. So instead of me using the normal connectors that I would normally use, I'm now using connectors that are rated up to 500 amp burst. Uh, they're a lot more expensive, but it means that I'm going to be able to keep that constant speed and my, my drone isn't just going to melt. And that's the whole sort of thing with X-Class is it's, uh, you know, continually experimenting with it and pushing manufacturers forward and going, hey, this does this isn't working and you know what can you do better and, and that kind of thing as well. So yeah. um so the thing that jumps into my mind straight away is is this safe? You've got these yeah. drones that are emitted by a meter flying 200 kilometers an hour. How, how do you ensure safety at these events? So uh, in regards to safety, we we had to really sit down. I mean X Class started in America. Um and it, and it's and it's owned by an American company over there. Um, that the X-Class Drone Racing League, and we're just a chapter here in Australia. So we've, we've been doing um, X-Class here in Australia now. Uh, I think this is sort of the third year, but it's been very on and off. Um, this is sort of the big first time, the first year that we've actually done proper events and that kind of stuff. Um, so we've had to sit down and we reviewed um, the MAAA MOP 066, which is the FPV Drone Racing um, MOP for safety and operations. Um, it hadn't been reviewed since about 2015 when it was sort of written. Um, so we sat down and we went through and figured out our safety distances and, and um, you know, sort of pushed that out with tested net. We had to fly an X-Class into a, uh, a netted gazebo. Um, oh, yeah, you know, cool. To, to, to sort of prove that, um, you know, the net can, can safely stop that. You know, the drone has a lot of fail-safe measures. So, you know, if you do lose um, connection with the radio to the drone, the drone's going to fall out of the air. Um, and we test all that. Uh, before the person even takes to the air, um, before the beginning of the event. And it's called scrutineering. Um, so we do an aircraft uh, frame scrutineering, go through, check, you know, check all the solder joints and, uh, and, and check everything that it's uh, not going to just catch fire as soon as someone plugs a battery in. Uh, and then we do a fail-safe check um, as well. And then the first day of the event in the morning, uh, we do a flight check. So the pilot will then, uh, by themselves, they'll take off. Uh, um, they'll be instructed to fly through a gate. And then they'll uh, come and land. So that proves that the pilot can then uh, fly and he can safely fly through a gate. We then get them to take off again. And while they're flying, we obviously give them a, uh, an event call. So, you know, uh, land and disarm or disarm immediately, um, which, you know, is the worst case one that we want to use because essentially they're flying at 200 kilometers an hour and then they disarm. Obviously, the drone uh, is just going to go straight down. But... Uh, it proves that they can fly and listen to instructions, um, you know, and we don't want the pilots to get tunnel vision and, you know, someone, if some, in the event that someone does walk out onto the track, 
which uh, is pretty hard because they're going to have to jump over fences and uh, get past track marshals and everything like that. Um, we try and run the event uh, with a tight ship, and and, and it's uh, definitely uh, it's uh, going to be very extremely safe to do to do it. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. You know, um, I think we all think to worst case scenario immediately, but obviously you guys have got some pretty solid controls in place, which is um, which is awesome to hear. So why um, why X class? You know, I've seen those little drones flying around and they're fun and noisy. Yep. Um, what are you trying to do? What's different about X class for for a spectator? So for for five inch drones, five inch drones are awesome if you're flying the drone. Um, we ha- we found that. Um, when people attend um, events to come and watch drone racing with the five-inch drones, that they're, they're, they're fast uh, and they're little blurs or little dots in the air, uh, zipping around the track. Um, you know, and, and uh, it's just it can get old real quick. We've we've sort of found, and um, it's uh, one of those things that we want people, we want spectators to be able to come and have a look. And that's what's really going to grow the sport is being able to have spectators at an event. The X-Class drones being the size that they are and the noise, um, you know, we can obviously put sponsorship um, onto the drones themselves. So a drone that costs, so a five-inch drone, you know, is about $500 uh, just for the drone. An X-Class drone is uh, like the cheapest one that I can I can probably see think of is around about $1,000 with the most expensive being about Three and a half to four thousand dollars for an X for an X class drone. So a lot of these guys are sort of doing these off their own back at the moment because they love doing it. Um, but we also do have some pilots that are sponsored by certain companies, and they'll show they'll put that representation in either stickers or um, that kind of thing on their drones. So you know when they're getting photographed or even you know spectators are looking at them, they see um, that representation. The drones are big; we can put LEDs on them. Um, you know, when we have all four up in the air at the same time, it is truly just a sight to see with these huge drones ripping around a track at speeds that they do, um, you know, with the four of them up there. Um, and it is truly like a motorsport in the fact that because they are so big, you can't just overtake whenever you want. You have to choose your cornering and, and it makes for an ex- ex- really exciting, uh, you know, for the top four for the finals uh, race, when you've got the four of the best pilots from the event, um, it's going to be uh, one of those things. Like, yeah, Sunday of the event, yeah, uh, it makes it makes me uh, yeah, extremely excited. Um, and, and it sounds like, and, and and part of the reason we're here today, and to give I guess Mirigan a bit of a plug, um, we've got the twenty twenty one Australian X Class Open coming up in Townsville. Uh, Mirigan is is very proud to be the. Um, diamond or, or sort of main sponsor um, for that. Can, can you give our listeners a bit of an insight as to what's going on with that and um, yeah, what, what's going to be happening when it's on, where it is, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I just want to say thank you again to to Mirigen, uh as well. Uh, I can't thank the uh, Mirigen and, and and you know the the team enough um, for supporting the event. Um, so the the whole sort of idea of the event. Um, we do sort of these. Uh, we do events already uh, for X Class as a as a chapter here in in Townsville, um, but we really wanted to push um, and and figure out who's the best in Australia, um, and not just X Class racing, but also in Beast Class. Um, so the difference between the two is X Class, the motor to motor, is eight hundred mil, whereas Beast Class is uh, anything under eight hundred. Beast. Class has to fit a 13-inch prop. So you have these really sort of weird-looking drones that have got these 13-inch props that still do the speeds of X-Class, 
And we also have freestyle. So that's uh, using the drones and you know, doing flips and the flops and, and that kind of thing to music. Um, the whole idea of the event is to display that and, and show um, you know, for people to be able to come along and, and have a look and, and sort of build uh, the sport up um, and use it as a, uh, as a test run for next year's world championships um, that will be held in Townsville, um, where we hopefully will have uh, the Americans and United Kingdom and Canada um, making the trip across. Um, so this is on later this month, so August 21 and 22 um, up in Townsville or, or is it just outside of Townsville or, or where is it? Uh, yeah, so the event will be held, um, it's, it's, it's three days, but we've opened it up for two days for the public um, on the 21st and 22nd. The Friday, the 20th is uh, a practice day, but we're also using that uh, as a STEM education day. So we're open that we sent out an invitation to 59 schools. We've uh, had about 15 responses as attending. Uh, we've got uh, Cloncurry flying in uh, students wow, that's cool. uh, for the day. So we're setting up a bit of a stand rotation sort of system. Uh, one of our sponsors, S3DP, which uh, is a 3D printing business, is going to be doing a 3D printing stand and that. So we've got a STEM education day for the kids and, and that kind of stuff as well. So really showing the kids what STEM can lead to and, and what you can do as a hobby and as a sport. Um the events, yeah, will be three days. Um, it's going to be held out at a place called Melville's Entertainment. Um, they have rodeos out there and, and all that kind of stuff. It, it gives us the space. We're out of the flight zone. Um, you know, the Townsville is uh, extremely hard to figure out a place to fly with Laverack Barracks and, and the Marta Hospital and, and, and the airport all being <laughs> so close. So we're, um, we're out at Alligator Creek. So the, uh, the address is 45 Alligator Creek Road out at Melville's Entertainment on the uh, 21st and 22nd of August. Um, and I've got plenty more questions to come in a second, but where, if people want more info while we're talking about it, where would they find some more information on the event? Yeah, absolutely. So if you uh, if you just jump onto uh, Google and, and just type in 2021 Marriage in Australian X Class Open, uh, there's going to be a whole plethora of information and, and links that are going to pop up. Uh, What's on Townsville is the best uh, point of call. We've uh, we've uploaded the event onto What's on Townsville on that website. Um, you can also search for the event on Facebook where you'll find details there of timings and when the finals are going to happen and, and that kind of stuff as well. Um, you know, we have Bouncy Castle. We have Petting Zoo. We've got uh, 2CAV putting Aslabs out on the track uh, for us to rip around. Um, we're, we're truly trying to put on a proper show. Um, out there, and I think it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a good weekend. So you don't want to miss it. So uh, besides yourself, who who's, who are the favourites? Who who's going to get out there and, and have a good crack at winning this thing? Do you think? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put me as a favourite anymore. I, I spend more time <laughs> more, more time organising events now than than uh, flying. But uh, I, I'd say a couple of the new up and comers. We've got a, a guy by the name of Noel Millers, which is a uh, uh, one of our new employees, actually. So we're, we're trying to try to hold all the all the guys. But Noah Miller's is uh, absolutely killing it at the moment. Um, we've also got uh, Mackenzie Togues, um, also one of our employees. But Mackenzie Togues, uh, the captain of the Australian Army drone racing team, who uh, took over for my job, he's also uh, he's killing it at the moment as well. So I think they are they're going to be the two guys to sort of watch. Um, we've got uh, a couple of guys from Mackay that are making the trip up. So Damian Leeson, I definitely think that he's uh, he's in for a a hell of a weekend as well. Um, very fast dudes uh, flying very fast quads. It's uh, they're going to be the dudes to watch. The top four on the Sunday, yeah, it's uh, going to be exciting. And we've got uh, we've got a bunch of Mirrigan people coming up as well to, to watch. So you never know there could be a uh, there could be a, a jewel in there somewhere of um, someone who we didn't know could fly. Yes, thing, you know, 
Andrew Crowe's the winner on the Sunday. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my tip. It's going to happen. Yeah. Hey, um, moving and, and changing pace slightly, where where's drone racing going to go? You know, what do you think the next thing is? Is it just going to get bigger and bigger with more participation, uh, more input from people? What's what's the future? Do you think for drone racing? I'd say at the moment, drone racing sort of had a, had a, a bit of a decline, and I think that's that's mainly due to the, to the you know the current climate that we're in with the lockdowns and that kind of thing. And I definitely say that the, the southern states, like New, New South Wales and uh, and Victoria, they haven't been able to hold uh, races for five inch uh, drones, and because they haven't been able to hold races, I'd say that. Uh, not as many parts are getting bought. So with the parts not getting bought, a lot of the stores um, down there aren't getting the support um, mm. as they would normally do. Um, so I'd say that you know the the five inch drone racing it's it's reaching this point where um, we sort of need uh, stuff to open back up um, for it to, to to continue on. We're still been doing it up here in Townsville uh, when we can. Uh, normally, we race on the first Saturday of the month, which actually is tomorrow. We have a five-inch drone racing event out at uh, Tracks. Very nice. Um, so, I'd say, uh, you know, the future for drone racing is really five inches. It's had its time. I definitely think it needs to move over. And I can see with uh, the support from Mirogen and 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 other companies that we've had for this event, I could definitely see, you know, next year um, and the year after, the TX class is going to pick up momentum. And that's evident in the fact that last year when we held the virtual world championships, um, so we we ran like a, a, a track. Uh, all, the, all the countries ran the exact same track and it was a, a time trial thing. And we all co-located all the, uh, the, the times and that's how we figured out our world champion. At that event, we had six races. Um, and I mean, that's a lot of races. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this event that we have registered, we've got 16 races. Wow. Okay, cool. so in that time from, you know, post-production videos that have gone out that we've pushed out and, and continual support, support from companies, um, you know, we've just released our, our second X-Class frame uh, called the Yorgamander um, or the Midgard Serpent. And we're sort of catering and um, pushing our store to support X-Class more and making it more accessible and cheaper um, to participate in that sport. Um, I would like to see... X-Class drone racing and, and drone racing in general, you know, be, be a televised uh, sport and, and, you know, have a ticketed venue and, and everything like that. But we need to build the sport up more, uh, you know, absolutely hone down on our safety, uh, hone down on, on, on the league itself. Um, and I think we've got a little bit of ways to go and, uh, you know, with support from, from specialist companies and, and, and that kind of thing, we can definitely get there. It's, uh, it sounds exciting, and, and um, I'm certainly pumped to get up there and, and hopefully um, get myself in a pair of goggles and, and flying around the place. So, so the big, the last question I've got for you, Zach, before we, uh, we look at wrapping up, um, recently we heard Brizzy's going to be holding um, the, the 2032 Olympics, which seems like a lifetime away, but it's probably not that far away. Are we going to yeah. see drone racing at the Olympics in 2032? I'd love to make it happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely, and it's uh, if, if you know if, if the twenty uh, twenty one uh, Tokyo Olympics uh, anything to go by with the skateboarding. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you ask someone, you know, twenty years ago, um, you and know, the BMX and other yeah, cool ex- sports, yeah, it's exactly right. If 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 skateboarding and, and BMX were going to be a part of the Olympics, people would be like, well, probably I don't know. Um, you know, we we uh, up here, we've had a bit of a chat, you know. You know, would uh, uh, would drone racing you know go into Olympics? And we definitely see it as a real possibility. Um, you know, with teams, we you know for X class racing, for example, you would have a pit crew. 
um, mm. guys, our support team helping you out. Um, you've got that representation of sponsorship. You've got, um, you know, the big drones there able to do that. I definitely think uh, we could we could make it happen. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Zach, um, we, we might look at wrapping it up there, um, given we're hitting that 30 to 40-minute mark. Um, yep. two, two things that I want to make sure we plug today. So Rising Sun FPV is obviously your company um, up there in Townsville. If people want to, you know, reach out and ask questions and, and see if they can get themselves uh, a drone or get into it, how's the best? what's the best way of getting in contact with you or getting in contact with, with Rising Sun? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you can check us out on uh, Facebook. Um, so just uh, Rising Sun FPV. Um, check me out on LinkedIn on uh, as Zach Martin Taylor. Um, we've got Instagram, or even check out our website at uh, risingsunfpv.com.au. We have a lot of uh, contact us. We've got um, you know all the stuff there. Um, you know, phone numbers listed. Give me a call. Uh, the phone line. We've always we're always answering calls, and I think we're uh, you know one of the few stores that will we'll have a fat chat. You can come in, and you know we'll uh, we'll make you a coffee, and um, you can pull up, and you can watch us work. Um, but <laughs> we're we're always uh, we're always open to um, for people to learn, and I mean that's what really makes this hobby great is that um, people can learn uh, so much from other people. And that's uh, that's Zach Martin Taylor Z A K. So no no C in that in that Zach. Yeah. Make sure people, people get that right. Hey, and uh, and give um, just give the X Class Championships or the X Class um, Open um, another plug for us. So where can people get more info on that one? Yes, absolutely. So uh, you, you can find out more information on what's on Townsville. Um, or if you just punch into uh, Google the 2021 Mirogen Australian X-Class Opens um, onto Facebook as well, um, you'll be able to find information out there as well. Uh, we will be doing a post-production video um, of the event. You'll find that up on YouTube uh, approximately about a month after the event. Um, and no doubt we'll, uh, we'll be sharing that across all our social medias and, and LinkedIn and, and everything like that as well. So um, definitely come out and have a look and... Um, you know, we've got a we've got a bar there opens at ten o'clock. We've got snacks. We've got wood fire pizza. Uh, we've got we've really got a good show on. Um, you'll be able to sit there and have a couple of beers and watch some big drones just absolutely rip the skies open. And I, I might um, I might bring up one of the portable um, podcasting gear too. Maybe we can we can grab twenty or thirty minutes and talk about the event over over a couple of grabs over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Zach, um, thanks very much, mate, for for joining us today. I know this is an up and coming sport and. Um, you know, dead set middle of the stuff that we're interested in. So I'm pumped about it. Um, I've spoken to you in the past about getting involved in in FPV stuff and have never really pulled the trigger or picked, picked up <laughs> yeah. the remote. So maybe it's maybe it's time to get stuck in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You can come check out our uh, new storefront as we move into it uh, next Friday as well. So that'd be awesome. Uh, that'll work. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Zach. Uh, really appreciate it, ladies and gents. Um, again, check out Rising Sun FPV um, for all your. FPV um, supplies and requirements and understanding and information and obviously X-Class uh, open the championships on in Townsville over the 21st, 22nd uh, of this month. Hopefully we're all out of lockdown and we can get ourselves up to Townsville for that. Again, Zach, thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers.